Hi everyone, Air here. Today we're going to talk about veganism and spirituality with our special guest, Isabella. She's an influencer, a big traveler, and someone that has been vegan for quite a while, but I'm going to let her tell her story. So welcome to the show, Isabella. Hello, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the pod. <laughs> I'm excited to have you here. I kind of Instagram stalked you to find you. <laughs> I really wanted somebody that was vegan and very publicly known for it to be able to share how somebody even becomes vegan and how that intertwines into a life of like 2023. So give me a little bit of insight. What is, you know, the basis of your story? Before we even get into mm -hmm. veganism, what do you do like on a daily basis? Sure. Yeah, I can talk about what I do on a daily basis and even how I started. I've been vegan for about seven years now. I was my, I think, spring quarter of my freshman year of college. But what I do on a day-to-day -day basis, I have my vegan channel. It's on Instagram and TikTok at Veganizzy. I started that about two and a half years ago. But when I very first started my vegan journey, I even started like a food page. But there I share different recipes, whether it's plant-based, vegan, um, super simple things that anyone can create and try to inspire people through the recipes and also showcasing the lifestyle that you can do it pretty much anywhere. Even as a traveler, I'm still eating vegan and try to help people with tips um, and, and whatnot. Yeah. Nice. So I believe you're 25 years old. You've been yes. vegan for seven years. So you didn't grow up vegan. What kind of was like that shift? Like, were you vegetarian first? Or did you just wake up one day and you're like, hey, let's try this? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, before I went vegan, I was completely I pretty much ate everything. Um, so what caused the shift? It was my spring quarter of my freshman year of college, I went to UCLA. And it was actually like, going to be a very busy quarter for me. And I was doing a lot of different things. I was involved in a lot of different organizations. And the idea to actually go vegan was, it was almost a little bit, it kind of just came to me. It was almost just like an idea. And I was like, why don't I just try going vegan and eating healthier? And I had no idea that it would kind of introduce me to this whole new world and passion for health and wellness and uh, being more mindful of what I was putting into my body. But initially it was really just this thought and idea that just kind of came to me. And when I was at UCLA, it wasn't so difficult to read the labels, especially as at the dining hall, it said vegan, not vegan. So it was a helpful and easier transition, but it was kind of something that just had the idea to do to eat healthier. And then it was that summer where I actually started diving a lot deeper into the lifestyle and what that meant and what really rooted me in it. So I learned more about the sustainability side of it, where, you know, how eating plant-based is better for the environment. I actually did an internship called Thought for Food, which was like asking the question, how do we feed 9 billion people by 2050? And it wasn't fully like vegan organization at all. Um, but it was the project that I was on was exploring this question. And a lot of that that tied into it was the environment. And I learned about how there was like some statistic that I learned where the amount of fields like that could be equate to like a football field is so much more 
for what it takes to create beef than what it would be necessary for like plant-based alternatives. And so really it kind of like opened up my eyes to, I guess, the harmful effects of the animal agriculture industry and me becoming more aware of that is really what rooted me into the lifestyle. And then alongside that, that summer, I got really into like my health and fitness. So I started going to the gym, being really mindful of that. I started learning a lot more about what I was consuming. So I was doing a lot of research even on like different food groups and the benefits that it would provide me with. Like avocados has vitamin E and it's a healthy fat and like also is peanut butter and almond butter. And like, it's important to have that and being understanding like, you know, making sure that you're eating balance, whether it's like with your healthy fats, proteins, carbs, and all of that. So I, I dove a lot deeper into it that summer and I started watching a lot of other YouTubers and uh, creators at the time when it wasn't even as popular and how they lived their lifestyle and kind of learned a little bit from them. So yeah, I guess that's kind of kind of like the story of how I initially got started and I realized how passionate I became over time with it. Um, and I think even living in Los Angeles, I'm lucky that during that time, there wasn't as many options as there are now. Now there's so many, but I saw the different restaurants that there were that had the different options. And so I would explore the food scene um, here in Los Angeles and was excited that, and even, yeah, challenged that there are other ways that I could eat that is both more mindful, healthier for me, and also just better for the environment and the globe that we live in. I feel like you had some disadvantages as well as a lot of advantages right off the bat of becoming mm -hmm. vegan. So you mentioned, okay, you're in college at that time when you started, so you had all these options. Right. But I also feel like someone being in college seven years ago, it's even more of like a faux pas in the sense of like everyone else. So right. when you go out to eat with your friends and you're not in the dining hall, did you have any struggles with that? Like spiritually, did people be able to connect and be like, hey, that's her belief system or that's what she wants for her body or her self-care? Did you have any like turmoil in that area or did everybody just kind of be like, okay, this is what Isabella's doing? <laughs> right. I'm actually really glad you asked that question because that is probably the number one hardest thing that came with the transition of going vegan was the social aspect and no one around me i was like the only person that was vegan during that time when i was in college i think i had one other friend that i made but other than that everyone was eating a normal like carnivore diet for the most part and the hardest thing was say when friends wanted to go for key barbecue and i couldn't necessarily eat that or it was I think at first it was like a little bit awkward almost, or I tried not to even really tell people. I kind of kept it to myself and like, you know, just do my thing, eat vegan. And then there was definitely a response to when I would say, oh, I'm vegan. And, and maybe people would, you know, ask me why, or I think that was the part that was the hardest. Um, I think with time, as people got to know me or became closer friends with me, um, they just accepted me as that as that was and it was fine but i think the initial part was the social aspect that was really difficult but for me i was i'm such a flexible person and i would still be okay with 
say going to K barbecue, but I would have the vegetable bibimbap or something. And I didn't want that to hinder me from still socializing or connecting with people. I still found ways to do that, but remain core to what I was doing, which I think is important. Definitely. Did you grow your community as far as like when you became vegan, did you seek out other vegans at first or did you really just want to be like, hey, I'm trying this out. You know, I might not be vegan tomorrow. And I guess Mm -hmm. I'm really hinting at that time before your passion got involved where you're like, okay, let's just do this for health. Did you Mm -hmm. seek out others or were you like, I'm on my own? Yeah. Um, I think it, yeah, it kind of came to me. Um, my third year of college, my friend Joyce, who's vegan maybe a year or two before me, uh, wanted to start a club on campus at UCLA called Veg Bruins. And so we started it together, kind of co-founded it. She was really more so the leader and I co-founded it with her. And we, yeah, created a community at UCLA of other vegans on campus. And I think that was actually really, really nice to have that because we started even hosting like potlucks together um, and different events. We were actually started doing some partnerships with different plant-based companies. And so being introduced to other, you know, food brands that we can have was also helpful. Um, So yeah, I think that was really nice having that community because before that, I was like watching these people that were vegan on like YouTube. And so that felt like this was my, my not community, but my like people that I could connect with in a way. So being able to create that in real life on campus was nice. That is so cool that you did that actually. Like, yeah, I didn't know that before just for everyone that's listening. I didn't stage that question. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it really inspiring, especially um, when women that feel like, okay, I'm different from other people, but I'm willing to take the risk and like introduce a different thing that matters to me into society. Like you did that within, you know, college for you was a while back now, but you still were like brave enough to be like, hey, I'm vegan. Most people aren't vegan right now. It's not necessarily the cool kids thing, even in LA, like versus- California is way more vegan friendly than the East Coast or Europe or Australia, especially, which is where a lot of our is like an Australian vegan. That's a rare (laughs) thing. (laughs) Yeah. So with that, like for you to just be brave with your friend and be like, hey, we're going to start this and we're going to make this community. I find that to be very spiritual and very true to yourself. So yeah. Now I got to ask, like, mm-hmm. how do you define your spirituality? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. How do I define my spirituality? I would say it's being connected with myself and learning both about myself and seeking personal growth and self-discovery in many different avenues, whether that's what I'm eating and also kind of what I'm doing physically I mean, you know, mind, body, soul, all the different ways, but I think it's interconnected with with being vegan, but also, 
like you mentioned, like I travel a lot. And I think through those experiences, I don't view travel as like vacation for me. I've realized it's more of like the growth and the self-discovery that I experienced through it. And I think even being plant-based also relates to it because it's about being conscious of what I'm putting into my body and being mindful of that, which is a lot of that came when I very first started out. I had to really learn and really be conscious of what I was putting in. And now it comes a lot more naturally. And I think in general, a lot of spirituality is being a compassionate person and living a plant-based lifestyle. A lot of that comes with compassion and, and being compassionate about the world that we live in and the globe that we live in. I love that. Compassion. I always tell people when I'm coaching, I do a lot of self-development coaching and for people that are battling confidence or what I should say is like they're battling insecurity or self-esteem issues. I just don't like to even bring that energy into it. I'm like, no, you're battling your confidence. Like (laughs) thing is it always starts with compassion. And I feel like you have such an important cause with the sustainability aspect and to have a more, you know, confidence in our world and being able to feed others, being able to take care of our planet. Like Mm -hmm. it does start with your compassion. So share with us a little bit more about how you got from, okay, I'm in college trying this out. That way I can be healthier to, okay, now I'm graduating. Now I'm like traveling, I'm growing spiritually, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. How did you get to where like, okay, now this is actually bigger than me. Like, how do I help the planet? How do I get into that sustainability factor? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I guess I really went all in on like with the social media and kind of sharing more online about two and a half years ago. It was kind of during COVID where I sat down and wrote down some of the things that I I'm passionate about and things that I just wanted to do. And one of those was really starting that page, this vegan page. And before it was just like an idea or a nice thing to maybe do. Um, like I mentioned, I kind of dabbled a little bit with it. My second year, I was in like an entrepreneurship organization. And one of my projects was starting uh, a page, like my personal one that I chose was I started an Instagram page and that at the time was called Isabel Eats. And that's where I just documented all the vegan food like around Los Angeles that I was eating. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until like two and a half years ago where I decided that I wanted to kind of start fresh and start clean. And I went back to the drawing board and I came up with the name Vegan Izzy. And I really kind of wanted to start taking it, I suppose, a little bit more seriously, even just seeing how much that the people online that I watched like impacted me. Um, like one of my favorite ones that I watched for a while, her name is like Veggiekins and I loved what she was doing. And I wanted to find a way to, I suppose, share that message as well. And um so from getting to like a social aspect no like it was a long question so like right i was like wait how did, can <laughs> no, you repeat okay. the question 100 like, you're perfectly yeah. fine i'm like thinking i was like i asked her a pretty complex question <laughs> yeah. from announcing yourself and starting to share your wisdom sustainability for you that yeah like taking care of the planet, how did you get from, I have a platform now, I'm sharing tips, I'm like Mm -hmm. growing 
taking this more seriously, how did you right. get into like, okay, how can I impact the world, like the actual planet now? Right. I guess my answer for that would be like, in the way I try to go about it is I try to be very, like, in a very nonchalant, chill kind of way is is the way I present my content. And what I mean by that is it should feel like it's ex- like accessible or open for anyone. It doesn't even have to be the person that is interested in being vegan, but maybe I make a recipe that looks really good. It happens to be vegan and you're like, oh, that's really cool. That's vegan. Or when I'm eating, like uh, going to a vegan festival and it's like a vegan sushi and I post it on my story or even my personal account that's not vegan is And some of my friends even back home would just see that and be like, whoa, that's vegan. It's like kind of like creates this intrigue that things are innovative right now that are vegan that you wouldn't have even expected. And it creates that curiosity within people. And that's what has what I found even with friends that encourage them to try out that lifestyle or incorporate more plant-based like alternatives in um, rather than in like a pushy in your face kind of way that, you know, some vegans might do or like saying, oh, you should, you know, eat vegan and this and this and that. I just kind of do it in my own way, in my own lifestyle. And through that, if there's interest and intrigue, I feel like the less pushy way actually is a lot more successful. And even that comes with sustainability too. It's like, doing it in a very nonchalant way where people are learning it. Um, if that makes sense. 100%. Yeah. And I don't feel like I know for a fact, actually, because of the coaching, nobody likes to be told what to do. Yeah. <laughs> nobody. And nobody wants to be wrong. Right? Like, yeah. we have these belief systems. And if you grew up and you're like, you know, meat and potatoes, you know, and that makes a good meal or, you know, like, bread is bad carbs are bad like we get depending on if you grew up in the 80s the 90s the you know thousands like everybody has a different food pyramid and you can right. this is actually something you can look up and i'm sure you've looked it up of how nutritionists have gone through and been like okay actually we should be doing this and it, these are your vitamin intakes and these are your mineral intakes right but i love and i actually get to share this a little bit with you is one of my undergraduate degrees is in nutrition. So when I was like exploring my spirituality and diet became such a big thing for me, at first it was for yoga. And right. I was like, oh my goodness, like I feel better. Like not at first you don't get to be, you know, in a pretzel, right? You don't go to yoga to become a pretzel. That's what mm-hmm. they say. But I just felt a little bit better. And I was like, okay, well, I'm a little bit less cranky. And then I was like, my sleep is a little bit better. And, you know, I'm, you know, able to handle stress just a little bit better. And I would go and I'd share it with people. And I'd be like, hey, you know, like, you seem a little bit, you know, cranky. You want to come to yoga with me? Such (laughs) the wrong approach. (laughs) (laughs) That was like way back when. But I was like, good approach. Not so direct. And I feel like that's kind of a shared thing with like veganism. They immediately right. kind of say like, oh, you're a yogi or oh, you're a vegan. They put you in this category mm-hmm. and there's almost like the stereotype with it, right? And you're Absolutely. like, um, no, I, I, like someone that does yoga might not be vegan and someone that does ve- like that is vegan isn't going to necessarily be doing yoga or, you know, howling at the moon. So mm-hmm. 
when you go and you introduce people to this lifestyle, you say you do it subtly. Is that through your page or, you know, is somebody going to DM you and ask a question or they just like are wondering why you're eating at certain restaurants? How do you mm-hmm. subtly do that to somebody that may not even be interested, but is like, hey, like that looks good. That's a good recipe. Like, right. Yeah, I think I think to simply answer it is even just on my personal page, Isabel Chav and on Vegan Izzy, but say my personal one where people aren't particularly following a vegan page, I will post like my food just because I love to post my food. And maybe I'll just say like vegan sushi from like this restaurant or something and like an emoji where it looks really good. And uh, there was one I remember I posted, it was like a vegan burger. Um, and I like posted that and I just put it on my stories and like some of my friends like just responded like, oh my gosh, that looks so good. Like what? That's vegan? Like that kind of thing. And like uh, subtle, like this is just kind of like what I'm doing. I'm just kind of living my everyday life where I eat my food and I eat my food every day and I kind of post about it. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think that's really like in your face. It's just something I like to do. And oftentimes, yeah, I've gotten just responses. Like people respond to my story and they'll be like, that's vegan? What? That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like a really great metaphor and feel free to take it and run is like, you're just setting the table. They're deciding yeah. what they want to eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even like one of my friends uh, for the past couple of years that got really close with, like she has like a kind of like a dairy, like it, it uh, she gets it upsets her stomach, but just like hanging out with me more and just like doing my thing, eating vegan, like she's naturally just started to lean more into it because she kind of saw what I was doing. And, you know, rather than eating something else she could have, like she just opted for like the plant-based option. And there's just people just kind of starting to choose to like make swaps here and there as, as they see me living the way that I am. Yeah. So you've been doing this for seven years one of the big things that people always have a debate about is being vegan is more expensive mm-hmm. and it's an upper class type of thing. But you started in college. I don't know how rich you were in college. <laughs> I was in college. I, I was not rich. So like, have you really experienced that there's a cost difference between traditional eating and veganism? Yeah, that, you're right. A lot of people say that. And I don't, particularly thinks it's true. Like you mentioned, I did start in college and, you know, college kids don't have the most money. We're like on a budget. And I really think like I shopped at Trader Joe's. I still do to this day. I love Trader Joe's, but it's like, you really just need the main things like your source of protein. For me, it's like tofu or tempeh, or you could even like beans is a really great source of protein, like chickpeas, um, black beans, all that stuff that is inexpensive. Right. And like greens, I try to have a source of greens, whether it's like lettuce, kale, spinach. I think most people probably should have that in their diet anyways, whether you're eating meat or not. So that's like a core staple thing. Mm -hmm. Um, even like rice, I think most people eat that right. Um, vegetables. I think most people should be incorporating that into the diet, whether you're eating vegan or not. And I feel like if you have your staples, that's what's most important. I haven't found it to be more expensive or anything. I think maybe the more expensive side could be if you're eating out at restaurants that are more expensive and you want a vegan meal. But I think that's based on 
more like if you want to go out and eat with friends but even just living in los angeles i think a lot of restaurants can be expensive whether it's vegan or not vegan and mm -hmm. as with everything go places that's within your own personal budget i don't think one lifestyle as a whole yeah can be seen as that you can always make it work do you always have to do your meal prep or do you always have to cook because mm -hmm. I feel like whether you're in college or even in some cities, you might not have access to like a full kitchen. So is there a lot of meals that you're able to share on your page that don't necessarily require like a stove or a kitchen? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely. I absolutely try to create those kind of things. And in general, for me, I actually don't really meal prep a ton. I, I usually like to make my food like fresh every day. I know meal prepping is great as well. I did do some of it when I was in college, but now I like work from home. So like I'm able to make my breakfast every morning and lunch and dinner. Um, but I found if I'm not home, I also travel a lot. Like I was just gone for six and a half weeks in Europe and I wasn't really cooking at all. I ate out for most of it. Mm -hmm. And I found ways to make adjustments wherever I'm at to like either order something vegan or small adjustments here and there so that it's vegan friendly. Um, like for example, I was just in Ireland and I wouldn't say like they're like the most vegan friendly, but there was a restaurant where I saw something where I was like, this is really close to being vegan if they just took off the cheese and the egg. And like, I talked to the girl and she was like, oh yeah, easy. We can make that happen. We can swap it with like mushrooms and maybe add avocado if you want. It's like, great. So I Those think Irish people, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> It's a slight plug. I'm part Irish, so I'm like, oh, oh really? Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, because that was my, actually going to be my next question for you. It's kind of like you read my mind. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. now we have no kitchen. What about if we're traveling? So yeah. now, obviously, to get to Europe from the States, you got to get on a plane. Did you have right. any issues with, like, airport food or being on the plane and eating or anything, like, just the in-between? Yeah, definitely. I would say for those, I mean, sometimes you're lucky and you can kind of request ahead of time if you want a special meal and you can actually request, oh, I'm vegan and they'll give you one. Other times and more often than not, and sometimes I even forget, most of the time I actually forget to do that. So maybe they'll have a vegetarian option, but it's not vegan. Or yeah, sometimes they don't. One of the ones they just kind of didn't. So either you just come prepared with some of your own stuff or you kind of just have the other snacks that they have. Um, yeah, but if you're a prepared person, people, some people will pack their own meals. If you're not, you kind of just deal with it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just learned something about you. I was like, is she a prepared person? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I don't personally bring stuff. Maybe I'll bring like a snack or something, but there are some people that will actually like meal prep for their travels i look up to those people <laughs> yeah. yeah those people like rule the world <laughs> yeah so okay but you didn't have as many troubles whenever you actually landed and you were traveling around from like country to country just the in-between uh yeah i guess i would say that would probably be yeah just the in-between once you're actually in places there's in my opinion always going to be some kind of options for you. You're gonna have to be flexible with it. Like you're sometimes, I mean, there've been times where there really isn't much else other than like 
the most basic things where it could be like rice and beans and salad or whatever but you just have to be flexible with it okay and then is there anything that like was a hindrance to you like obviously languages are different cultures are different like did that come into play or were you just more like okay I just can't actually find the items so I need to be flexible um hmm I think a little bit of both. Uh, there could be like where you're in a country where they don't speak much English. So it could be hard to communicate with them that, oh, hey, like I'm vegan. Um, and then there could be times where like maybe they do speak English and it's totally fine, but they just don't have as many options. But you just have to be creative with what you're going to have <laughs> meaning like you have to specifically ask them for like alterations which most everyone that i've ever talked to some people are afraid of this so they don't like this to like ask like can you like just make a alteration but everyone is so nice about it and it's just like can you swap this for this i think is the biggest thing like maybe i look at a menu and there's not a single thing that's technically labeled as vegan but i just ask them to make alterations and it's fine the times where it's a different language barrier uh I've still found ways for it to be okay. Usually I'll use Google. Google is really helpful. Like I'll Google things ahead of time and like just find places that have vegan options and I'll go on Yelp or whatnot. And yeah, that's usually my go-to. So then I don't really have to run into that problem. And there's always places around any city that you go, they're gonna have vegetarian or vegan restaurants, especially in 2023, it's everywhere has it. <laughs> Do you feel like you became like the leader of where are we eating as a result? Um, I don't think so, honestly. Like you would think so, but I'm still kind of an indecisive person. And uh, if people want to go certain places, I am fine with going to places and making it work for where I'm going. But also I do have a long list of restaurants and places, so I do know good places to go. I could see you being one of those people. And I had a um, former relationship where this was the case. They had like an app of every single restaurant they had ever visited. Like right. ever. Like I feel like you as an influencer, as someone that has like the specialty for restaurants. Right. Like you would, if you don't have it already, like you should. And you start <laughs> sharing. Like, hey, <laughs> here's all the views. I do. Offer. <laughs> I do need to do that because I've been to so many places and even like through my videos like I like whether it's Los Angeles based or like even when I went to New York I went to a ton of places where I just like found all the vegan options and um compile it and put it somewhere I did that is something that I want to do um and I kind of started this year where I was compiling some like uh not blog posts but there was this app where you was kind of able to put that into like written form um but yeah, my friend and I also use like Yelp a lot. My friend is Yelp Elite and she's also like a big booty. So like she has a big list of places and we're always trying out new places. So yeah. If I can remember the name or if anybody that listens to it wants to like DM it to either of us, um, I'll, I'll share it with you because it was a really interesting app. It was literally, it already had an app in it and everything. You just, you know, and knew where you were at. You check in and then you put comments about what you right. ate or something. And then it just announces it to everybody. So oh, cool. if I remember it. I'll like share it because it's really actually famous. I'm just, yeah, that seems I'm awesome. an outlier. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, 
Okay. I kind of want to switch gears because we got like a few more minutes in here, but I'm really mm. curious because you have this ideology of spirituality that is very different. And you also have this lifestyle that's even mm -hmm. more different than you being vegan is you travel a lot. Like right. as being a remote worker and, you know, being in your mid twenties, you have so much freedom, right. Yeah. To be able to just like get up and go. So how do you feel that spirituality and traveling the globe kind of go hand in hand? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and that's something that I'm actually trying to dive more into and share more of those experiences and, and thoughts recently in like an upcoming project that I'm going to be doing. Um, but I feel like for me, like, yeah, I'm 25 years old. I've traveled to 25 different countries now. Not that anyone's counting, but I love to travel and I love to... <laughs> so counting. <laughs> um, but I love to travel. I love to immerse myself in new places. And I think the main reason that I'm realizing about myself and why I love I like to do it, well, one, I love seeing different cultures and how they are. And, you know, I'm also multicultural. I'm half Filipino, half Mexican. And so I think culture and understanding different ways of life is I think maybe maybe where that comes from. Um, but also I do a lot of solo traveling and I think that's where a lot of the most growth happens for me, especially when I step out of where I am and go to a different place. Like I, I spent a month in Bali last year and then I went to like Singapore, uh, Malaysia, Vietnam, Korea. And that was one of like, I would say most transformative experiences of my life, especially recently, especially when you go solo especially in a place like Bali, for example, because a lot of that is you experience a lot of self-discovery. And also when you're solo, like you learn a lot about yourself and you're having to navigate different places all on your own. You have to be really quick and it can be really tough and it could be also challenging. And there's also a lot of discomfort that comes with that, um, that I think a lot of people don't see when it comes with traveling. They just see like the stories of like the cool places that you're at but they don't realize the journey that it took to get there or like the frustrations and and all of those different things and i think for me traveling is a way that challenges me and it pushes me out of my comfort zone and it also is constantly changing my perspective on life and the world in which i'm living and that i'm existing in because um and just like a greater understanding of myself and the world yeah that i'm living in especially when you do it more solo or in solitude, I think that's where you can get really deep within yourself. And it's, it's kind of scary at times too. Uh, but I think you grow the most from it. Yeah. You just hit me at like a soul level, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel that solo traveling, whether you're vegan, whether you're not vegan, whether you have a job, whether you don't have a job, like, there is something about leaving the familiar and going into the unknown that takes a certain amount of bravery. Yeah. Especially someone that's younger or I would say like older than the norm, like that someone mm -hmm. that like I would say is like above 70 that might have like a like a more risk, kind of like right. a young girl that's, you know, below like Actually, all women, I'm not even going to say a young girl, like all mm. women have risk when we travel on ourselves, like by ourselves, especially right. to countries that don't 
you know, share the same languages or we don't have the same type of rights as being women in those countries. So Indonesia being such a spiritual place right. and you Bali, that had to be like eye opening on so many different levels. What led you yeah. to go to Indonesia? Yeah. Um, have you been, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> Does it sound like a <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, it's Indonesia and Bali's best specifically is I'm just talking to my friend about this. It's actually known as like Island of the Gods and it's a very, very spiritual place. Um, and I even did like a silent retreat when I was there, I did a two day silent retreat. Um, I got like my palm read by this, the guy that, uh, the family like the son from the eat pray love the guy that did it for julia roberts like the son family like he read my uh there and what drew me to go there i think i think at the time i was watching like a lot of honestly youtube like there's a travel vlogger who moved to bali and was filming a lot of videos there and i kind of really watched a lot of those and delved deep into it and i was like wow i'd really love to visit this place one it's like beautiful in regards to the landscape and the land itself and i i was just drawn to it i suppose i didn't even realize or think for it to go as more of a, a spiritual reason but it ended up becoming that without me particularly trying just because i was on the land and uh you know, meeting the locals that were there, interacting with the culture and yeah, being in just a different place that's like, you know, very different from a place like say Los Angeles, like going to say like Ubud where there's like so much greenery, so much nature too. And also nature helps you connect with yourself, um, like with the rice fields and just seeing such a, like a simpler way of life. Um, like a lot of people there, the reason why I guess like, they're not as interested in say in this innovation that like the U S is known for is because they're really, really close and connect. They just want to go and do like their prayer every day and just do their traditions and just being able to be that and experience that. Um, it was definitely, yeah, it was very eye opening to see that way of life and also to experience it. And I mentioned I did a two day silent retreat. So I spent two days in silence and yeah, with silence is, I guess you can hear a lot of your inner thoughts too. Mm, yes. And I would imagine being vegan in those areas are even yeah. easier than <laughs> the Western culture. So. Yes, yes. Oh, the food in Bali is was great. Like as a vegan, there were so many, it was like a vegan paradise, to be honest. Like there were so many vegan options. Honestly, that is where a lot of my time also went when I was there. I was also doing content and I was like trying out all the different vegan places. Everything is so health, like so much healthy food, which was really nice. Again, like a lot of people I think that are drawn there, it's like they want to nourish their mind, body, and soul. And like the food is really healthy. Um yeah, that was that was awesome. Was the the food scene in Bali? So much vegan options. Definitely. The reason I brought it up was um, places like Indonesia, Southeast Asia in general. Um, for me, Thailand. I lived in Thailand for a moment, and um, places like Costa Rica and like places that are you know in Central America and South America, they traditionally have more vegan, health conscious, live off the land farm right. 
options. And yeah. I mostly through my yoga journey because any yoga certification I have or retreat that I've visited has always been vegan. Like the whole entire mm-hmm. you know, days is just vegan food. And I found that very interesting that it correlated with those lands. And it's very spiritually whenever you take out the other souls or the other mm-hmm. spirits, which come from animals from your diet for like channeling and like really understanding your body. So yeah. I love that. And I also loved your little shameless plug. You're like the same guy that <laughs> Robert's hand read my hand. <laughs> yeah. Anyone can do it. It was really, really cool. Um, I recommend that. But yeah, even like the retreat I went to, the silent one, they it was all plant-based and the food was so good. Like, yeah, it was literally came from, they had a farm there and was fresh and grown there. Um, and that's why, yeah, that was something else I wanted to mention is I've also been to Costa Rica and I went with my friend and one of the main things that he, he mentioned was like, like the fact that they just make their food, like everything, like they grow it and they're just a lot more connected to what they're creating and eating. Whereas, you know, in the U S it's like everything, we just go to the store, we buy, okay. We don't really think about where it comes from, but a lot of these other countries, they, are growing their food, they're cooking their food, they're making their food, and it all comes in the same place. So it also gave me a greater appreciation for what I was eating and what I was consuming um, when I go to those places. I love this. I've loved all of this. So I want to ask, um, is there anything particularly that you are working on that you want to highlight? Is it more of the vegan pages? Or do you have an upcoming project you want to share? or even the traveling page? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I I do a lot of different things. Um, the vegan page, I'm actually trying to transition a little bit into more than just beyond like vegan food. And I'm trying to, I've even been diving more into like my own like wellness and spirituality this year. Um, so trying to incorporate a little bit more of that, but also a little bit more like conversational pieces along with like say the food aspects, like maybe I'm eating a meal with someone, we're talking about a topic. Um, and for my YouTube channel, I have a travel channel. So a lot of that is, I have a lot of uh, upcoming stuff to come. I met up with a bunch of different interesting and passionate people in like seven different cities in Europe. And so working through releasing a lot of those and mm-hmm. a project that I just started yesterday, which kind of relates to what we're talking about now is soon to come. Uh, it's called Conversations with Isabel at the moment. But uh, I think for me, what I've realized is everything that I've been experiencing and all of the new experiences that I'm having, I want a place to be able to talk about those things and kind of things like this and even like traveling and self-growth and discovery and change and just kind of deeper level conversations. And um, that's kind of a project that I'm working on. And it can be like with really anyone that is going through something in life or just in general and have a place to spark those kinds of conversations and leaning a little bit more into it. Cause I feel like I've always been that way, but sometimes I don't allow myself to talk with people about things and I want to start having those conversations. So that's to come. I love a good deep conversation. That's (laughs) way to my heart, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it has been so wonderful for your insights, for you being so brave, especially seven years ago, to be like, hey, this is me, guys. This is what I'm doing. This is the community I'm going to grow. 
I find it very inspiring and I find it very spiritual of you. So if no one told you today, I am proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And with that, can you just really quickly repeat your Instagram pages? That way they know where to find you. Absolutely. You can find me at Vegan Izzy for all things vegan related. Uh, You can also follow me on my personal page at Isabel Chav with a Y. Um, Yeah, YouTube, I'm at Global Dream Team. Thank you. Nice. So for everyone else out there, as always, thank you so much for growing and healing with me today.